This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms. We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So, Cassidy.com is yes. a site we've talked about for so long now. And it's actually really interesting. We had a couple people reach out and are like, hey, we're not sure if we're going to be on the swinger sites for a while with everything going on. This is the perfect time <laughs> to get on and make connections with people so that when we start to return to normal life, you have options available and you already have some of those, you know, weird, awkward things out of the way. Yeah. And oddly enough, it doesn't seem that that's that this space has really slowed down very much. I feel like Cassidy's, you know, we're right where it's it's where it was. Yeah, we're still getting part. lots of likes and messages and all yeah. sorts of fun shit on there. So well, it's a really fun place to be right now. And you can check it out for free for 30 days by heading to our website, frontporchswingers.com and clicking on the Cassidy banner. We think you guys will really like what you see there. Yeah, this is the best time to try it for free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're at home, you're stuck at the house. Talk jump dirty. Shit. Get on and talk some dirty shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You want to know what else it's a great time for right now? Yeah, I know exactly what it is. Lube. Yeah, and, and we sex. got some very fucking good lube. Not only did we use it, like I use it because I was, you know, we went to the farmer's market. Um, <laughs> but also on your on your toys, on one of your very big dildos. Yes, it, it was, was awesome. perfect for yeah. that. Yeah. What Brian is referring to is the organic lube from our friends over at Promescent. Yeah. They were kind enough to send us a bottle of it, and I absolutely loved it. So I have very, very sensitive skin. I'm very picky about my lubes for that reason. There have been so many that we've tried once and thrown out because they leave me with an, an itchy sensation, or they're sticky or gloopy. I hate that. Yeah, or they have a funky taste. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's the worst. Especially because I love like when you're stroking your cock with some lube and then I suck it. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> but if you want to uh, try out an amazing lube, we highly recommend Promescence Organic Lube. It is formulated with organic quinoa, yep. hemp, flaxseed, green tea, and oat extracts. And it leaves your skin and intimate areas feeling really nice and moisturized, which I loved because like you said, we totally used it on my booty. Yeah. And I loved it. So yeah. we're going to provide the link for the specific lube that we used. But if you want to see all of the amazing Promescent products available, you can head over to promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Yeah, it's awesome. We really enjoyed it. So crazy shit going on right now, right? Yeah, so fucking crazy. But it's interesting because from a content creator perspective, we've, we've been doing some very cool things. We really have. I think this is kind of forcing us out of our box a little bit. Yeah. Making us think about our show and our content a little bit differently than we have in the past. And I see it as a really positive thing. Not yeah. that this is like a positive thing happening, but it's a positive byproduct. Yeah, you've got to find some positivity in all this fucking craziness. Uh, but we have had some really, some well, we've done some very cool things in a, from a contest uh, point of view, a content point of view, I should say. So more content. Actually, we've cre we're creating more because we've, well, we have a little bit more time right now. Not a lot but a little bit and so we're just enjoying the the opportunity yeah yeah we're also cool. enjoying the opportunity of doing some fun things with each other yes for example i well i asked last night for you to electrocute me with the electric wand yeah so we're doing that tonight wand. so we're doing that tonight and i'm yeah. very very excited for it yeah it's gonna be a good time we bought 
several attachments, metal attachments. So I think we've talked about the violet wand on the show before, but you can use it a couple of different ways. You yes. can use it actually as the wand and there's different attachments that have different sensations when you put them on the skin. Right. And then the amount of electricity goes from low to very high. Yeah, seriously high. <laughs> uh, we use it on low for me or close to it anyway. Yeah. I'm a, a wuss with electricity apparently. But when you're using it on low and you're using the attachments, it feels like you're massaging my skin. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool and you can, we also bought the rod attachment or yeah. what is it called? The conductor? It's a conductor. It's, yeah, it's a ground basically. So you actually lay on top of that and it turns you into the conductor. And then anything that touches you, particularly anything metallic, obviously, it just sends like just just straight chills all over your body. So the Wartenberg wheel, if yeah. you guys don't know what that is, is this little wheel that has all of these teeny tiny little pin heads on it. Yeah. And using it by itself is pretty intense because it's sharp as hell. Yes. But then when you mix it with the conductor from the electric wand, it is the craziest sensation ever. I'm really excited for that tonight. Yeah, so whatever whatever you're using, whatever implement you use, but basically the, the basis of it is that the smaller the surface space, the more intense. Right. So if it's the size of a quarter, it's not quite as intense as it is if it's the size of a pinhead. Right. You know, so that Wartenberg wheel will get things going. Yeah, so, so. will the anal hook. <laughs> Yeah, the anal hook is awesome. Yeah, anal hook in, right? Remember, I had the anal hook in and then like the vampire claws. That thing is so fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. We have all sorts of options for tonight. So, yeah. I'm, And that's why I love the Violet Wand because you can use it in 52 million different ways depending yeah. on the intensity of the electricity and what object and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. So we're going to have a good time tonight. Yeah. We had a pretty cool weekend, actually. We actually did. We did a very cool Patreon live video this uh, this afternoon for our patrons. That was so fun. We did brunch yes. and you made red velvet waffles yes. and these amazing mimosas with pineapple vodka in them. Well, I had pineapple infused vodka and oh. champagne and orange juice. So it's quite amazing. Awesome. Uh, we typically go out for brunch on Sundays and of course we <laughs> weren't able to do that today. So we brought brunch to our patrons with my red velvet waffle recipe and and my mimosa recipe. Yeah, we should probably update people a little bit. We're not going to spend the entire episode talking about coronavirus, but no. we are not on lockdown. We're not self-quarantined. We're both still currently working, right. but everything recreational in our town has been shut down. Yes, everything. So restaurants, bars, theaters, Malls, even the gym. The gyms, all the gyms are closed statewide. So right now we are, we're still at work. I work in a, in a office environment but in the restaurant world so we're not it's really just office work at this point you're only working with a small group of people chances are however probably this coming week maybe by wednesday we're thinking or just after wednesday all non-essential businesses will probably be closed here so we'll have a whole lot more time to create content yeah so right now we are still uh still working yeah, we'll just make the best of it, you know? Yeah. If we go on quarantine or whatever, if we go on lockdown throughout the city, I think it's just an opportunity for us to focus on what we really love doing, which yeah. is this, talking yeah. to people and creating content and I want to blog more. So, you know, we'll just make the best of it. Yeah, That's and as it turns do. out, you know, obviously uh, some of our other content creator friends are doing the same thing, which is giving us the opportunity to, to be in contact with more people that we wouldn't really be in contact with otherwise because we're all so busy yeah you know, partially the interview that we're gonna have today yeah which i'm very excited for we'll talk about that in just a moment we yeah. uh interviewed a couple that also has a podcast and uh, we'll get to that shortly yeah it was a good time 
So I want to talk a little bit before we get to that, though, about my favorite part of the podcast, which is single guy tip of the week. You know, we had a very interesting conversation with the couple that we just referred to that we interviewed about single guys. It was one of the conversations that we had. And it gave me a lot of perspective because, you know, it's usually just you and I having this conversation. And of course, we talk to another couple and, you know, they have an interesting perspective as well, which everybody will uh, eventually have the opportunity to hear. But uh, I, I must say, you know, as much of a break as I want to give the single guys a lot of times, they, they a lot of times don't help themselves. Right. You know, we are essentially in a situation right now where, you know, we're not in contact with a lot of people. We, you know, we're going to work and then we're coming home and, and that's it, which is what most people are doing. Right. Or you're completely quarantined if, depending on where you live and you're in complete lockdown. I mean, you know, there's all those things. And I get it. The urge to connect with people is a strong one. Right. And of course, we absolutely advocate the digital communication like we did today with our patrons over kind of a, a, a Skype type situation and had a phenomenal time. Half of us were topless, which was a good time. <laughs> and uh, and by half, half of, I mean I was. I was going to say, <laughs> let's clarify for once, I was not naughty pants. You yeah. were the one that took your shirt off. <laughs> well, it was only right because there was a gal in our group. They took her top off. I felt that she shouldn't be alone. So uh, shout out to her. She knows who she is. And, you know, so I get it. There's a real like need for connection, especially during this time where like you can't really connect with people. Right. You know, I totally get it. But use some fucking decorum. We're still getting responses, and we've talked about this now for several weeks. We have been searching for, you know, playmates up until this point, you know, right. both single and couples, but predominantly single males and single females. And you had an interesting interaction with a, with a single gal. Uh, we have to talk about that as well because that's that's noteworthy. We will get to that. Yes. Yeah, that's noteworthy. However, the single guys, as much as I like, want to say to them, "Hey, listen, that response was really inappropriate." Or here's a better way maybe to reach out to people. You know, you're not our cup of tea, but, you know, potentially there's somebody out there for you, but maybe this is a better way to do it. And then, of course, there are the guys who are clearly thirsty. Right. During this time, even, it's like, don't know if you're still looking, but I'm interested, bored at the house. Does your wife want to come over? And then it's a cockpick. Right. That that's what I've that's literally what we've been getting for the most part. Or hey, I know we you know, we can't meet out at a bar. How about we we hook up and we do it in my car? I got, <laughs> I got, car sex. Get the fuck out of here. I got here. that twice, twice in like two days oh from two God. different dudes. So listen, man. Here's the guys. Like here's I'm some the deal. sort of you know cheap date well, or you know just, some cheap one night stand that so, you're just gonna fuck behind a hey, and listen, if, Burger if, King or something. If getting banged in a car by a stranger is your thing, fucking have at it. But that is not what our ad reads. Well, it's also not my thing, and you shouldn't assume that I'm into that. Well, also not right now. How about how about not now? <laughs> Too soon. You know how about not now? <laughs> Read so, the room. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> You know, get check the temperature of the room, you yeah. know, kind of get a gauge for things, yeah. you know. So I guess my tip is don't be so fucking damn eager in a time like this. Now, it's a great time to throw out a line, right? I was Put just your say, line in the water. Have any of them reached out and said, hey, I'd really like to communicate with you guys yes. and then get to know you later on down the road? Yes. One guy sent an email. I think it was actually this morning. Not only was it cogently written. It was thoughtful, and he sent a picture of his face. Oh. Uh, and he's an attractive Hello. dude. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I know this is a crazy time, but if you guys are still looking, when everything calms down, love to cook up. I'm 41, yada, yada, yada. Fucking great. Uh, you're just a great response. Yeah. And a, and a picture of his face, like an actual person's face. 
It was amazing. So there are some guys that get it. They're getting it. They seem to be like getting better at it. Right. But there is still a large percentage of dudes who are just like, they're just throwing shit up against the wall to see what sticks. Well, I think some of them are probably in panic mode right For now. For sure. They're For like, sure. when's the next time I'm going to get my dick wet with everything going on? So yeah. they're probably just throwing out everything they possibly can, hoping something comes back their way. Yes. And, you know, obviously it's incredibly inappropriate in a it time is. like this. Now, let's not, let's not say that this is 100% indicative of only the men. Let's talk about this uh, kind of correspondence you had with a gal. So we, like we've told you before, we're on a BDSM site. We have a profile on a BDSM site. And this woman reached out to us, not us to her. She reached out to us and said, hey, your man is really attractive. I was looking through your pictures and really enjoyed them. I also saw that you guys are a non-monogamous couple. And I'm wondering if you're looking for playmates. She was super cute, late 30s, just, you know, great body. Her profile also aligned a lot with yours. She's into some more primal type play. And so I was like, okay, this could be a really good fit. So we kind of got to talking a little bit back and forth. Well, I should say the second message she sent to me was, just to be clear, I'm nobody's unicorn and I will not be playing with the female half of your couple. And I was like, that's totally fine. You know, one of the things we've talked about a ton lately is you finding someone to play with completely separate from me. A, because I want that experience for myself, but B, because we're just looking to branch out and have new experiences. Right, but not necessarily the best way to, to like advertise that. No, that was kind of like maybe strike one-ish, but I was like, ah, whatever. Like, it's not the end of the world. I wish you would have been a little bit more respectful, but we can look past that. Right. Then it got to, you know, boundaries, because I was I quickly moved into that. I was like, we could learn from the last single woman. We're not going to not talk condoms. We're not right. going to not talk deal breakers up front because let's not waste each other's time if we're not a good fit. Sure. And so I said, you know, basically the only deal breakers are Brian doesn't play with smokers and you have to use condoms and I need to meet you before any play happens. And that's where the trouble starts. Halt! Screeching halt! She writes back, I am not interested in meeting you. I have zero interest in doing that and that is a complete deal breaker for me. I'm out. Yeah, just that just amazes me. So here's the thing. And again, we, we talked about this Several episodes ago, I think we kind of touched on this. It was actually when uh, the episode where we discussed meeting Hannah for the first time. She's kind of our single gal playmate. You know, we've talked about her a number of times now. But the first time that we met her, there were there were some there were some red flags, right? And we talked about different kind of perspectives on single women versus single men. And if a single guy had done this, then we would not have gone forward. But because it was a single gal, we gave her the benefit of the doubt, you know, those kinds of things. Right. Now, as it turns out, it worked out really well because Hannah's awesome and we love her. And we get, we did give her the benefit of the doubt and it worked out great. However, if it were the reverse, if it were a single guy who said, yeah, listen, I'm not interested in meeting your man. That's not going to happen. That's a deal breaker for me. Cool. Kick rocks. Yep. So it's not even a conversation starter, right. right? What? Why would that be any different for you? Well, I just feel like it's so fucking disrespectful. So you want to have sex with my man completely away from me, which like I said is fine, but you expect me to do that without having any knowledge of who you are as a person, make sure that I'm comfortable with you. Of course, just like when you meet the single guys, I want to make sure I get a good vibe, that she has a good character. I want to be able to look her in the face and know that you know the person that's spending time with my man is a good fit for us and our dynamic just as much as she is for you sexually. 
socially. Right. And the fact that you're not even willing to take 30 minutes to meet me for a coffee before you, you know, jump on my man's cock, go fuck yourself. I am. I think that is so fucking disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, it's there is no difference as far as I'm concerned, whether it's a single guy or a single gal or, you know, a coupled gal or guy, whichever the case may be. But you at least have to be acutely aware that you're probably going to have to meet the partner. Right. I mean, doesn't it? Why wouldn't you want to? I, the only thing I can come up with, I've been thinking about this since it happened. The only thing I can come up with is I wonder if couples have tried to like talk her into a unicorn or a threesome situation when they meet her. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's it. Like she feels like she's been almost like coerced or, or pushed into something in the past and she doesn't want to be in that situation again. I don't know. I really honestly, that's the only thing I can come up well, with. Well, even like you said though, you you even said like I could easily have met her alone yeah. for 20 minutes and had a cup of coffee with her or whatever and that would have been fine. I just want to make sure I like the chick because we've talked about this so many times before. You can fuck whoever you want as long as I like them. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's no if different for me. If I hate someone, if I get a horrible vibe of who they are as a person, I don't want you fucking them. Yeah, we this is we've had this conversation, especially like when it comes to the guys. I have to dig who they are. Like I got to like them as a person. I need to be able to sit down with them and have a conversation. You know, divorced of the sexual component, just to get to that point. Right. You know, you're going to be spending any length of time with them. I need to like the guy. Yeah. So it's really no different. Yep. I just I don't get it. And we've had this experience, not to the extent that you didn't like the gal. That, that I was with, but kind of her, her demeanor toward you, her, you know, just her behavior I got a little her weird. Energy. Her energy towards me was very like distant. Like she didn't even really want to. Yeah. It, it was more of a distant energy right. thing. And I was just like, oh, that doesn't yeah, feel once, awesome. Once we got to the play portion, you were, you were with her husband. And once we all got to the play portion, it was like, she just disregarded the fact that you were even, you, you even existed, that you were even in the room. And it was really kind of off-putting for you. And it made for a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. So going forward, we knew, okay, we both have to like these people yeah or this person yeah right that we have to and yeah so i again i i'm a little i was a little surprised when you told me that i was surprised by the woman who said oh no i don't play with condoms that threw me off and then when you said this woman didn't want to meet me she refused to meet me like she wanted nothing to do with me i thought that's just so bizarre yeah you know i mean i just found it strange i mean i felt bad she was a beautiful woman and it you know probably Maybe would have had a great time with her, but I just can't. That's a deal breaker for me. I just yeah. can't move forward with that. Yeah, it's so strange to me. So you know. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Well, well, there'll be more. And, you know, we have plenty of time to look now because you know that's all anybody's <laughs> doing is looking right now. Yeah. You know, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of checking. You know, like touching and. If you're not reading profiles now, you have no excuse. Yeah, there's <laughs> take not a lot that of, extra two minutes per profile. <laughs> yeah, test the waters now. You know, get out there and throw your line out and chat with folks and listen. It'll make you feel better. That kind of Skype session we had today with our Patreons. Uh, in our Telegram group, that was that felt really good. We had a chance to connect with friends yes. who we don't ordinarily get to see a lot because they live in another state, and you know, just a bullshit. It was there was nothing overtly sexual, of course, other than the fact that I had my shirt off and she had hers off, but or one of the gals. But you know, it was a, it was just fun to connect with like minded people and just have a conversation. Yeah, you know, each of us drinking mimosas. You know, it was really fun. Yeah, we I weren't in the same time. room, but it was a good time. It felt. A little bit like we were. Yeah, it was felt normal, you know. Yeah. And of course, we made plans to, you know, see one another once this whole craziness is over. Yeah. You know. So yeah, get out there and digitally communicate and touch base with your folks. So we have an amazing interview to get to. We do very much so. We've communicated with these folks a little bit digitally, obviously over the past you know year and a half ish, and 
really was looking forward to having an intelligent and really kind of thoughtful conversation with some folks. And these two people definitely uh, hit the mark. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just fun together too. Uh, I think I love talking to lifestyle couples, whether it's digitally or in person, when you can just tell that they bounce off each other's energies really well and they communicate well with each other. And so you'll kind of hear a little bit of that in this interview too, which I think is really endearing. But we had a fantastic interview with Kate and Daryl, who host a podcast called Swinging Down Under. And uh, we really hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. Yeah, we certainly enjoyed having it. So hopefully you will enjoy hearing it. We are here with Kate and Daryl. We're so excited to be talking to them today. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Great. Thank you very much for having us on the podcast. Very well. Keeping ourselves ourselves happy and inside whilst uh, the world of corona exists outside of us. Happy in quarantine. That's good. Just like us. Happily self-quarantined. Yeah. Fighting boredom the best you can. Yes, absolutely. Haven't resorted to board games yet, but we're not far away. That's not true. I played a board game the other night. (laughs) I almost thought about buying a thousand-piece puzzle the other day at the store. I figured it was going to get that bad. And then doing it from the back. (laughs) Well, I'm close. Much closer than you. (laughs) Let's hope we don't get to that point. So anyway, (laughs) we are so excited to be talking to you guys tonight. Uh, One of the things that we have been talking a lot about between the two of us is kind of the state of the lifestyle in general. I know that you guys have been both in the lifestyle and in the lifestyle content creation space for a while and have seen some ebbs and flows and some differences that have happened. Um, So we thought you would be perfect people to talk to about this specific subject. Uh, Before we go too in depth, though, I just realized we didn't allow you guys to introduce who you are. (laughs) Well, uh, I'll I'll kick that off. Um, So Daryl... We started our lifetime lifestyle journey in Australia and then into Singapore. It's been an interesting journey the whole way along, five years now. Um, we've played in many different countries in different locations with with uh, a whole manner of people, some we always thought we, we'd be interested in, and then there's groups that we didn't think we'd be interested in that we, we realised along the way we are. So it's an interesting journey and full of uh, full of errors along the way and uh, that includes the podcast side of the of the uh, of the conversation as well yeah so we're kate and daryl swinging down under podcast and we live in singapore but as you can tell we are australian thanks for having us on the podcast that was <laughs> kate that was kate cutting me off <laughs> You I may, get that a lot, Daryl. That, yeah. Don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, she's got control of the board over here, so she just turns me down when she doesn't want me to talk anymore. Oh, that's perfect. We need to look into that. <laughs> that's glorious. <laughs> when Brian Shit, starts going off that. on a on a topic, I know he shouldn't be. I'll just turn it down. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. I'm I, totally kidding. I'm oftentimes I, I get uh, muzzled quite often. Oh, that would have saved a lot of dramas for for me at this end if Kate had had the board earlier on. Let's uh-huh. say that <laughs> for sure. Right. So we wanted to touch base on how you guys view the community as a whole right now. Like, what is the state of our lifestyle community from your guys' perspective? I'm actually really excited about a few things about the the lifestyle. For starters, it appears to be becoming a little bit more obvious globally. Mm -hmm. So from what we've seen from when we started, Jesus, I just realized that I'm about to say when I was young. Oh, um, shit. (laughs) I stopped saying that a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, no, but what what, what I've realized since we've been in this journey is that there is actually now a lot more access and also people seem to find it a lot more appropriate and certainly the guys at the younger end of the spectrum are more open to all sorts of 
different sexual sexualities and, and non-monogamy fits into that quite squarely. So um, that's exciting for me to start with, but also on the content creation side, when we started our podcast, you know, I, I actually did a Google search <clears throat> or well, it was a iTunes search at that point because there wasn't really anyone, any other podcatchers out there. Well, not a lot. And um, we didn't find a lot of people out there actually talking about the lifestyle. What's really cool now is that there's so many different people talking about so many different topics that I actually can't keep up with all the podcasts mm. that are out there that, that are, are all of interest to me, but I can't keep up with them and their content. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I hang up halfway through the um, the podcast with, with some of the people I'm listening to, but the great thing is, is that there's so many different voices, so many different conversations. None of them are wrong. None of them are right. They're all just mm. opinions that mean something to a whole raft of people, which is why we all have listeners. Yeah. If I can just really quickly, guys, just add on to that too. Uh, to Daryl's point, about uh, 24 months ago, what we saw was mainstream media picking up a lot of interest in non-monogamy as a whole. And I don't just mean swinging, I mean the, the whole the whole breadth of non-monogamy, polyamory, everything that's, that falls under that banner, picking up these articles and starting to share people's journeys and not from not from that, uh, you know, it's clickbait or, you know, let's have well, that let, weird. Let's get that weird yeah, group like, on at the end. Yeah, like let's get those freaky people on at the end just to, to kind of bring in uh, to bring in uh, listens or to, br to bring in uh, people to downloads. It was more from a point of in informational and sharing journeys. And so two years ago, we started to really see that. And even down in Australia right now, um, our club that we first started at, um, the owners of that club have now been on multiple national uh, news channels. They've been on about three national news channels and about three or four national radio stations. So what we're um, really humbled about and, and, and happy about is the fact that, you know, it, it is being picked up in a more positive light than perhaps what we've seen three or four or five years ago. Yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of the same. Obviously, uh, you know, we we keep up with everything lifestyle related or try to at least and seeing it represented in more podcasts and more books and more interviews has been very, very exciting for us as well. See, it's starting to feel like we're hiding a little bit less in the shadows, if nothing else, which, for is, sure. which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I don't wear my Batman mask when I go out anymore. Well, I can, I can yes. tell you from uh, the standpoint of you know, how much more mainstream it's become. Now, obviously, we're, we live in a rural kind of mountain community. And, and so here, it's not necessarily a topic of, of open conversation. But my being a drop older, I come from the hospitality world. And I was, uh, my former company was responsible for owning the building that one of the largest, most successful swinger clubs in the, let's call it central portion of the United States uh, at one point. And when we started operating that building back in the late 90s it was unheard of to do such a thing or to operate such a business and it was such an air of discomfort with people around the around the general area and now you know if i were to mention the name of that building that they currently uh, houses everyone in the lifestyle knows it so it's it's absolutely grown exponentially uh, over that period of time for me for sure yeah, it is an interesting time in, in the lifestyle right now, I think, because we have many different ways to communicate with the world as well, and podcasts being one of them. Mm. But, you know, there's uh, there's obviously Twitter and, you know, link, all the standard social media stuff, which is really exciting to see difference uh, differences of opinions. And, yeah, occasionally those differences might cross over and occasionally we don't, you know, everybody doesn't agree. But that doesn't mean that we, we necessarily disagree with the other people. It's just more that... In, in some cases, 
you know, we we have our opinions and we're willing to share them. And that that's how everybody should be, I think. I think everybody should be happy to have a conversation about and, and actually I was watching a, a YouTube video last night that summed it up really well. And I think that uh, for all of us, we need to be open to sitting down with somebody who has a, the total opposing opinion to us and at least listen to what they have to say. Because when you do that, you find that everybody has common ground. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's an important point. And it's something that um, no matter what lifestyle you're in or as a person you should be doing. But yeah, I think it is especially important when we're in kind of this little microcosm world, right, where we're constantly, uh, we have our same followers on Twitter and Instagram following and watching. And and there is a certain level of responsibility there to to be decent to each other. So I think that that's a very important point. I appreciate you saying that. One of the things I wanted to touch on, I guess, so we've obviously covered kind of a broad view of what the lifestyle community kind of is looking like right now, but to drill down on a couple of more specific points within the lifestyle. One of the things that we talked to our friends Amanda and Cole over at Crazy Truth about, for example, is clicks within the lifestyle. It's something that they experienced a lot going to lifestyle clubs and events. It's something that we've had a lot of our listeners reach out to and say things like, I've gone to my local club, but it doesn't feel like it's a great atmosphere for me because it feels like there's all the the cool kids are all together already and they're not super accepting or wel- welcoming of me. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? And uh, just in general, um, how do you feel about the current state of cliques within the lifestyle? Uh, I'll, I'll take that one first. I'm sure Daryl will probably have an add-on for this. But the reason I want to take it first is we actually had this exact conversation um, when we were in the States just this past December, January, actually. And we debated this over a few drinks because my my position on this is probably a little bit different than than maybe some other people's. I actually don't believe clicks exist. I think that the, the term click is is a, a negative way for people to perhaps show some their their insecurities or their inability to to try and approach other people in terms of, you know, again, it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about before. They're making assumptions about that person. Um, when we went to Desire, and I'll give a personal example of this, we went to Desire in 2016 and we were in the pool. It was our first time to Desire. We'd never seen it before. And there was this bunch of people in this circle and they were really close and they'd obviously been um, going there for years together. And so some people might look at that and go, they're a click. And, and we did, you know, we sat back and went like, oh, how can we get in and talk to those people? This is really tough. It was a sexy group as well. It was a really sexy group. And, you know, this is our first time being naked. And we were like, oh, my God, they're really attractive. And like, oh, my God, they seem so much fun. And, and you know, you start to really look internally and go, well, here's all my barriers and I'm not going to fit that group. And I think that's when we start to label something as a, as a click. And honestly, it took a bit of courage. I'm not going to lie. I think it probably took maybe half a day. Um, and I finally said to Darren, I'm like, I'm going in. And he gave me this look of like, holy shit, she's, she's doing it. And I walked over and I was like, hey, guys, you know, can can we kind of can we join you? Can we chat to you? And they were fantastic. We spent the next three or four days with them. We were sad to see them go. Um, you know, and so that's kind of been our experience over the the number of years in in the lifestyle and, and seeing this community at an actual event. Now, there's the online version of that, too. You know, people feeling like there are people who might know each other a little bit more. And I, again, I think that's where the term click comes from. We look at them, and we go, oh, they've already got something in common. Maybe they've got some history behind them and they're talking about stuff or they've had some shared experiences, shared learning uh, experiences. And so that's that's why they're they're a click. But the opposite of that is actually, again, I think it's just introducing yourself. Um, when we first started podcasting, uh, you know, back in the day when we were chiseling stuff on rocks, <laughs> when we first started, I remember, you know, being down in Australia, feeling very disjointed from the rest of the um, the lifestyle community because, 
in America, it is, you know, there's a lot more population and therefore there's a lot more people doing it. And down in Australia, we felt very isolated. And I remember reaching out and getting a response and the joy that I felt, I, I had this like fangirl moment where I was like, holy shit, they're talking to us and they liked our post. But I mean, if I hadn't reached out, I would have never have met those people, never have known about it. So yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm probably a little bit different to most people where I- Yeah, she, you're different to me actually, because yeah. I'm going to disagree with you. I believe there are clicks in go, the go lifestyle because there's clicks in every part of life. So, you know, again, the joys of having your own opinion means that it is an opinion of yours. You don't necessarily need to uh, need to be aligned with anyone else. So uh, yeah, Kate's right. We we debated this. I, I don't agree with her. Um, never have. I think there are clicks in the lifestyle. Just that, and um, you know, like there are in anything else, humans gravitate to people that they find more more. I'm just going to say more, more interesting, more attractive, more more of a fit to what they're looking for in terms of their conversation or their look or whatever whatever it is that guides you to bring to come together with people. Now. I do agree with Kate in some points, and that is uh, clicks are generally very, very easy to open up. Um, in my experience, again, you know, 20 years in sales, I've had to break into a whole lot, lot of groups where people are, are talking amongst themselves. So this is something that, that is there. I suppose the, the biggest thing to the lifestyle right now is that I, I do see that there are some clicks opening up or some uh, some people who are finding themselves better associated with others, and so be it. I, I don't have an issue with that. I think if you have a a natural affinity to a group or to an individual or to a podcast, then then embrace it and, and enjoy it. Because if they're speaking your language, then they're the people that you should be talking talking to, you know, and listening to. Because I can tell you out of all of the negative press that we've ever received in terms of emails back, 99.8% of it is directed at me. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not going to be the person that everybody wants to listen to. And and frankly, if you find me annoying or, or repulsive or obnoxious, change the channel. There are so many other podcasts out there that, that will happily suit what you're looking for. And there's so many other forms of media that will happily suit what you're looking for. Don't listen to someone you don't like. I mean, I, I don't listen to people that I don't like. And I've started listening to podcasts and then halfway through, they've kind of changed directions. And these are non-lifestyle podcasts. And I've ended up going, well, they're not me anymore. So I'm, I'm going to turn them off. So your point is clicks exist. It's okay. It's okay. We, we yeah. don't have to like everybody. We don't have to like everybody. Why should we like everybody? But, but what we should all be is humans. You know, if, respectful if yeah, we, okay. I mean, let's be respectful. If there's something going going on in a in a, in a a click that you don't agree with, then feel free to reach out to those people and explain it to them. If they're, if they're unhelpful and arrogant or their response is bad, then so be it. Uh, you know, again, I, I get those emails regularly. I don't respond to those emails other than to say thank you for your, thank you for your input. You know, that's a, a, a very simple, easy response and then get on with life because just because there's a world out there that's not necessarily agreeing with you doesn't necessarily mean that you need to invoke your opinion on them. You know, otherwise, frankly speaking, we'd all be highly religious. So there you go. You just heard it here. Two very different opinions about that uh, in our household. Still smiling, still <laughs> laughing, not hating on each other. I don't know about that. That's not true. Oh, I've already plucked your eyebrows. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So we did. We soaked up a bit of but um, because we have two separate, separate opinions, it, it does make uh, things a little more interesting in our household. Yeah. For sure. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Although I am going to present a thought 
in relation to a couple things that have been said. So you mentioned that there are a lot of people, a lot more eyes on the lifestyle and basically every study, every article that has been written on the growth of the lifestyle in general shows that it's growing exponentially, which is amazing. I think it's so cool that so many more people are having these conversations and are being more open with their partners and are potentially more interested in going to events or getting involved online in swingers groups, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the problem is Especially, I think back to our very first lifestyle event. We've talked about this multiple times on our show now. Brian and I walked into this room. I was a mess. I was anxious. I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to be there. (laughs) I was just, oh my gosh, I was just beyond. We literally took notes on our way to the event. That's how crazy, analytical, and ridiculous I was being. And it would have been so nice to walk into that room and have people greet us with open arms. Um, that's not necessarily what happened at that event. Now it has happened at, at subsequent events with new people coming into a group that was just one group. And I, I'm not saying this happens every time in the lifestyle, but I do think I personally feel that I now have the responsibility as someone who has been in the, involved in the lifestyle for a while, has those jitters and crazy overly analytical thoughts out of the way and can now enjoy those events. It is now my responsibility to be good and ambassadors to new people coming into the lifestyle. And that's why when we go to a lifestyle event and there's somebody new, we go out of our way to say hello to them, to bring them into a conversation. I think that that idea of open arms within the lifestyle is something that is not always embraced and not always put Mm -hmm. at the forefront. And and I personally would like to see that change. Yeah, Brenna particularly, she's obviously- yeah, she's great at it. She she will embrace everybody instantly. I'm a little slower to warm up to folks, but she certainly is the uh, the the light of the room. So she'll she'll immediately make that connection. So yeah, I get totally what you said, Kate. I I understand where you're coming from with the idea that clicks don't really exist, and it's one of those things you kind of you know you've got to make up you've got to break that barrier 100%. I get that. I am also uh, on Daryl's side. I do believe that those those groups do kind of they mutate. We experienced it 100% at that same event where we were hand picked or selected, if you want to say, to join a private <laughs> after after party. And please don't mention mm-hmm. it to anybody else. We're only inviting so many you know this many people and. It, it wasn't inclusion, inclusionary. There was no inclusion in that room, and it was really very uncomfortable. So we try to avoid any situations like that. We want it, you know, we try to include everyone. Firstly, on on the the comments prior, I'd say here here, you know, I I agree. We sh- we we need to be more open. That's an absolute. Yeah, I was about to say, Brenna, to to what you were saying before, you said you know you were taking notes and you're being over the top. Maybe I don't, I don't know if you just use the term ridiculous. I can't rem- I can't remember now because we've had so many conversations past it. But I don't think that's that's crazy. That's ridiculous at all. I mean, everybody's nervous, and and I absolutely. Kate, Kate, Kate took notes I'm as well. Shitting just myself. FYI. I'm surprised <laughs> I wasn't wearing a. I'm surprised I wasn't wearing depends on the way there. Honestly, I, I I but I do agree that there is a yes to to what everybody said on this call that you know you do have responsibility as the attendee to go up and try to break into those circles but i also do agree with what you're saying is that um you know there is an element of um responsibility on i wouldn't say the other attendees you know the fact that you guys have taken that on is is fantastic um and that's great and there definitely should be more people like you guys at events you know welcoming new people especially you know you said brian everybody knows each other and can easily spot a new person sometimes that's not the case with large events 
But there is definitely responsibility on the event hosts and the event ambassadors to foster those opportunities for people to connect with each other, especially new folks with existing folks, because we've been to events as well, even now, where we'll walk into a room and uh, we spoke about it recently, we walked into a club, we didn't know anybody in that club, barely anybody approached us. And, and we it, felt like it was the first night all over again. We felt like it was the first time yeah. all over again. And it was on us, 100% on us to start that conversation. And, and as we just spoke before, it's fucking hard. So, you know, I, I do agree that there needs to be opportunities for people to uh, welcome, to mingle a little bit more. And that does fall on the event hosts um, to do that. And, and ways they can do that is simply start the event maybe an hour early, invite some of the existing people, invite some of the newbies, create some mingle games, set people up with a buddy system, whatever needs to happen, you know, can be done very, very well and 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 help to sort of help those people break down those barriers. So I, I guess, yes, I, I agree with the fact that there needs to be responsibility on both parts to, to break down the barriers, but somebody needs to start the conversation. I'm really glad that you guys are paying it forward as well because we you know in terms of your first interaction wasn't wasn't great you know you, our you first interaction was fucking terrible right and yeah. so you could have stopped there like if you, if you guys hadn't persevered yeah. you would not be in the lifestyle right now that's a point so to make we, we met we met a couple and it was their third event and it was fucking terrible and their first two events were also fucking terrible so they were um they were right on the precipice in fact the woman said to us if we hadn't met you guys at this event and and they were not of any interest to us at all sexually. sexually. They were probably 40, 50 years our senior. And we we and beside that, there were there were other factors as well as to why. We just weren't interested in them. But we ended up spending, I'm gonna say an hour in the car outside the party, because the party was that shit. We left. <laughs> and we walked out to their car and they said, Hey, can we have a conversation with you guys? We said, Yeah, no problem. So we jumped in their car and we spent an hour. I'm going to say an hour and a half just sitting there talking to them about, yeah, look, at this is not a good example. And they said, well, these are the other two events we went to. And he said, we said, well, had a bad well fuck, run. Yeah. they're not good examples either. <laughs> yeah. Know? So yeah. Um, she agreed to she agreed to go to another party, even though this was her. She defined this as the last. Yeah, she party. was like, if this is shit, we're out of the we're lifestyle. Yeah, for we're good. done. Um, they went to another party and maybe four, three or three years later. Yeah, we got a message from They them. reached out yeah. to us and they said, hey, we're in the lifestyle where, you know, we're really enjoying it and it's all thanks to you guys just spending some time with us. I think we all have a responsibility to do that, to help out newbies. And, and there's two reasons for this. The first one can be selfish. Um, the more sexy people we have in this lifestyle, the more chance there is an ugly old guy like me can get laid. <laughs> one. Oh, whatever. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> You're both wrong. Where is Go the on. fucking violin? Is what I want to know. But the other one is, I mean, if we don't um, personalize this lifestyle that we're in, we're just going to continue to be fringes. And, and I don't think we are. And I think the exponential growth that you referred to earlier is actually not an exponential growth in this actually in this occurring. It's more just an exponential growth in people who are willing to say that they are. Mm. So I, I really believe the more we can be, and I have to say that the gay community did this so much better than we have because oh gosh, they've ended yes. together. We talk about it all the time. I you mean, know, yeah, you talk about a blueprint for how this fucking works. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been done, guys. We just need to follow it. But you know, it's it's tough. It's it was hard for us to come out as well. You know, it's it certainly and it was potentially very dangerous employment-wise for, for at least one of us to come out. <laughs> that so, was me. <laughs> yeah, so, 
you know, it, it's not easy. It's not easy, and we're not protect. We're not a protected, um, uh, protected no. species at this point. Yeah, we're not a protected class, so there are re- potential ramifications. But um, you know, when we when we bring people into this lifestyle, there is a onus on us to actually try and do it right. And honestly, the 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 best way I can put it is when it, it, we have we have had friends approach us who were non-lifestylers who wanted to get into the lifestyle, and we provided them with as much guidance as we could offer, right or wrong, our opinion or or somebody else's. We offered anything we could. We guided them to any of the sites that they could that they could get information from, because their voice may be different to ours, uh, even even though they're good good friends of ours. But you know, we want to be right. We want to get it right for them. We want them to be happy in how they come into this, and we all have a responsibility to do that. For sure, you know, like Brenna said, it's an kind of this exponential growth. I, I like yourself, Daryl, believe that there's always been this large number of people either you know, lifestyle enthusiasts or people interested, or, you know, kind of hanging out on the fringe, wanting to get involved, but not knowing how. I always believe there's a lot more of them than were or were recorded. I think now, of course, is becoming a bit more okay, you know, societally to to have that conversation. So no doubt that there is some growth. I will also say that, and it's unfortunate that, I, that we had to do this, but uh, not too long ago, we were features of a docu-series on TV that, you know, that we TV thing that we did. And doesn't, you know, Brent and I are out, our faces are out. We don't hide anything. Obviously we have jobs that, you know, we're not super concerned about it for the most part. It wasn't really a big issue for us, but when that thing started to get close to coming on television, you know, I had this knee jerk reaction to protect us. Thought, you know, if this gets out and people start to recognize us in our town and, you know, in our community, this could become a potential occupational problem. And mm-hmm. I actually went out and I retained us a First Amendment attorney for that reason. In the event that this became an issue at either of our jobs, here's my attorney's business card. Give him a call. And this is where we you know now we have to go. You know, we got to get litigious over this. But it was really it, it's unfortunate that I felt like I had to do that uh, still. Yeah. And I, I really, you know, it, I'm hoping that we get to the point where that is that doesn't even f- f- enter into anybody's mind. And I know this is like the most loaded question ever and certainly something we're not uh, the four of us going to solve sitting here. But do you guys have any thoughts on how we move that forward, how we start moving in the right direction of, uh, you know, not hopefully nobody at some point having to worry about losing their jobs because of who they choose to have sex with? It, it, it is an interesting question, Brenner, actually. I, I did put something up to this effect uh, a couple of months ago um, on social media, and the responses were interesting in that some people said, I don't want this to be out. You know, I don't – this is my little naughty secret, and I'm happy that it's a naughty secret, and I don't want our, um, our, our lifestyle journey to become, you know, more widely accepted. So it's interesting that, um, you know, going back to your point with the, um, the LGBTQI community rallying – you know, um, I think that some of the differences for us is that not everybody wants this because it is a naughty little secret and it's kind of fun to have all these like dates in the background. So I think that's first and foremost is to recognize that, you know, I I understand that those I people, don't think that but that's not entirely different, different amongst the gay community as correct. well, because you've got one of your best friends mm. actually shares that that opinion. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which is which is something he gets beaten up on yeah. in, in the gay community as well. But what I will say, sure. though, is I, I do believe that we deserve the right to walk out and out into our community. I mean, in, in terms of where you live, um, you know, if you're churchgoers, if you're going down to the local farmer's market, doesn't matter and to work and, and have the ability to 
feel safe and secure about whatever it is that you're doing in your own personal bedroom. Um, and I think that's the rub here is the fact that, yeah, there are so many of us that are fearful that if this gets out into the community, it's not only our livelihood, but potentially could impact our children, schooling, university, whatever it might be. But to, to answer your question, though, um, a way that, that we've been trying to uh, normalize this in, in a way, even down here in Asia, is to show people that it is um, not scary. It can be done well. It's not something that you do because your relationship's broken. You know, we're just trying to lead by example. So, you know, we've been personally hosting um, bar takeovers down here for, I think, oh, almost about two years now and, and setting those up as a pants-on only mingle event because people here in Asia specifically are just starting to explore it. They don't know what a swinger is. They don't, want being, don't know what being non-monogamous really is. And so we're trying to open up these opportunities for, for some um, growth and just showing people it's just a bunch of people in a bar talking with their clothes on who have a similar interest and are open to talking about it. That's the biggest way that we can do that is maybe through through these efforts where we're not doing the, the shock factor. Um, yeah. you know. I think that's that's something that we need to be more aware of than perhaps the gay community was, you know, that the the idea that that uh, swingers walk down, walk down the... Um, right out the front of the White House waving posters that we're, we're swingers may not be taken in the way that we'd all hope and it may not be uh, may not address the current problem. However, I think all of the event owners and the people who are running events globally have a responsibility to make sure that we're portraying the, the picture, the, the most appropriate picture, which is not the 70s picture of keys in a bowl. You know, we need to be aware of the fact that constantly aware of the fact that we are being judged externally and i'm not saying norm I'm not saying normalize this in terms of make us look like them i am saying we need to be respectful of other people's you know other people's processing capability yeah you know, there's still people out there now that haven't processed and possibly will never process the the gay community you know right. or the lbgt lgbtqi community <laughs> but interestingly the the well, not the majority, but certainly a large portion of of non-monogamous individuals fit into that realm as well with the with the bisexuality and and even the you know the gay aspect as well because there are certainly quite a few gay uh, well there's quite a few gay podcasters out there even so I mean do 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 the best you can represent it in the best light that you possibly can understand that there's so much diversity out there and don't don't judge people don't get aggressive if they don't follow your opinions that's the only way that we can really try to um, move forward and understanding like we're sitting here saying you know representing the best light that might be different for different people you know mm. and so it's, understanding and doing it the best that you can do. We are all just human. Yes, you guys have a podcast and YouTube channel. Yes, we've got a podcast. That doesn't mean that we're somehow We are wrong more than we yeah. are right. And, so. it's underst- and giving giving ourselves, um, you know, the grace that we're not, you know, we are just human just because we've got a microphone doesn't make us any better, um, doesn't make us any more knowledgeable. And, and, and understanding that of content creators too, that sometimes you fuck up, you know. Um, we're going to release a podcast too uh, soon again about um, – expectations in the lifestyle and i could tell you if you go back to our first 30 podcasts i've probably said a million times don't have expectations i'm about to completely flip that on its head um on the next one and you know so to give ourselves a bit of grace as well yeah i love uh, what you guys just said something else i want to throw out along the same line of thought is there are organizations out there that you can either donate your time or money to that are trying to help further our cause as non-monogamous people in terms of uh, our legal rights and also in terms of 
just presenting ourselves, our community in a positive way. Um, one of the ones that we personally work with is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, which we'll put the uh, show notes for, but you can donate even just your time. They, If you want to help them with their social media marketing, or if you want to consult on any of their business practices, that's a huge way that people that are supporting us as a community that are completely behind the scenes, you're not seeing on a regular basis, but are doing so much positive for our community. And if you have the ability to give back, I highly recommend you do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutely. We've, we've actually been coalition members now for about, um, I think, 13 or 14 months now. And uh, as part of being a coalition member, you you know, they do request you you do some volunteering and that you do support their cause. And I know, especially with the Champagne Club, they they really went above and beyond to help with that. So one of our um, fundra- fundraising drives actually at um, an event that we've got coming up, uh, hopefully this year, is, uh, is <laughs> actually on Corona. Is, is actually to, to <laughs> yeah. give back and, and donate some, some funds to, to the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. So I couldn't agree more, Brenner. And um, just for your knowledge, that's the first time I've ever heard of it. So um, <laughs> I was actually really well, we're glad we can help there. there. For a we're here. For yeah, <laughs> I was really inspired for a minute there to say, to think that's awesome. How do I, how do I get involved? And then I just find out. No, that I, I think I you're involved. involved. I think you found the I think you found the invoice come in. Yeah, some oh, over, did, over a year ago because you yeah. were like, "What the hell is this?" And I explained it to you, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, instantly <laughs> deleted. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm really excited oh, by that, actually. I really like the idea that that's out there, and I wasn't aware of it. So um, I'm very happy to say that, that Kate has kept her finger on the pulse there. But um, I, I think you know, I, I'm more than happy to be involved in something like that in, in any way that we can do it. You know, the national we, – we were obviously aware of them before, but when I did finally retain that First Amendment attorney, one of the first things he mentioned was the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. Um, oh, brilliant. You know. It was, I mean, literally the first, one of the first things out of his mouth. And I, I found that quite telling actually, because uh, he clearly was much, much more on the ball than I had given him credit for initially, which is probably why I paid him. But yeah, it's <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, something we need to be, you know, we need to take it seriously. I'd really love them for love. The only thing that I'd ask of them there is to add an int to the beginning of the, the national, because uh, I think, you know, typically if I look at you know, again, I'm, as Kate says, if how do you tell there's a pilot in the room? They'll tell you. Um, I fly helicopters and the slash FA. Pro, the, slash crossfitter <laughs> slash doctor slash vegan. Carry on, Daryl. <laughs> so, yeah, for um, sure. One of the things that that is, uh, you know, that the U.S. has led and does really well is, you know, the FAA controls a lot of airspace outside of the U.S. and and I think the population and the the U.S.'s ability to market is second to none globally. So. I would really like them if they can add the international bit and and help the rest of the world as well get up that curve. I think there's a lot to be said there because um, there's you know the, the U.S. is actually and and Australia I might add, might add is a long way down that journey already. Um, and you know in some ways bringing along the rest of the world helps prop that um, mm. that conversation as well. You know uh, and certainly down here in asia it's it's still in a lot of ways exceedingly taboo uh, the the right. thing that we do um and and in fact even in some countries just talking about sex in a public forum is really uh, in some cases it's outright illegal in other cases it's just really frowned upon wow. so um you know there, there's a lot I think there's a lot we can do globally as well. Kate's giving me the I'm giving uh, the stop the, with the, the tangent. Stop with move. the tangent. Um, no, I love that you said here. that. 
I think that that's something that, especially in the U.S., we don't think about very often is the international view of the lifestyle. So I appreciate yeah. your perspective on that. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about the some of the opportunities in the lifestyle and then also some of the positives as a whole going on. I would love to hear from both of your perspectives one thing that you hope to see as a major change within the lifestyle community. Oh, you've uh, I like I like that you've actually stumped Kate with yeah. that question. But, um, <laughs> well, because I'm like I want to be succinct with this one because we've rambled so much on like a major one. Like Daryl, Daryl, pause for time. Um, the the biggest change I'd like to see is uh, and and I think I've been relatively open with this on my podcast. Oh, my podcast. Oh, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna come back and help. It's a whole yeah, you, yeah, you're gonna eat that later. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so on our podcast, um, I regularly say I really want there to be uh, two things around around the male side. Um, typically, males don't do a good job of congratulating each other on how they look, um, or uh, and and that can be in a in a purely heterosexual way, if if possible, or if if required. You know, the, the ladies are very good now at interacting with each other and saying, "Oh, you look really nice. I, I like the dress you're wearing. I like the way your hair's done. I like the you know." And even if they're purely 100% hetero ladies. That will still happen, which is a big difference to what you see out in the the mainstream world. Now, men haven't caught up on that yet. So typically the ladies will compliment the ladies and the men will compliment the ladies. But what, what I've found is that there's really nobody complimenting the men. And around that inclusive sort of scenario where a guy – because guys are just as fearful coming into this as what ladies are in a lot of cases – and in a lot of cases, the ladies are the the people who are who are driving this as well. I think the idea for a guy to come in who's yeah a little less self confident than perhaps he should be because of the you know some of the histories had with trying to find ladies in the past, it's a really good thing for them to also understand that they're accepted and found to be uh, not just the potatoes of the steak and potatoes. I think it's important that men understand that they're also an attractive piece of the puzzle. Now, the other thing, and I'm going to give you two because I'm giving Kate time to think. I, se- I got mine, buddy. I'm, okay. ready to, I'm ready to go. The second one is, uh, the second one is uh, bisexuality in males in the lifestyle, which I think is almost the last the last taboo in this lifestyle. And I don't claim – sorry, I don't um, identify as bisexual. And, and whoever identifies the way they do, it's their choice. Um, I have played with men in the past, and I'm not saying that I would never will in the future, but – that doesn't mean that I need to identify the way you would like me to. But, you know, the, the the idea that there's men out there who are interested in that and there's people who are still fearful of that in the lifestyle is something that I think need, really needs to change. You know, um, bisexual ladies don't jump on another lady just because they find out they're bisexual and neither do men. Right. So, Daryl, your opinion, I mean, I have my own. Why do you think it is that men find it difficult to build up other men? particularly in this space? Well, I think um, predominantly, and, and I'm going to go back on a long way here, but uh, if, a, if a little girl falls down, everybody asks her if she's all right. And if a little boy falls down, they say, you'll be fine, get up and get on with it. I, I think there's an, emotional, uh, there's an emotional trap that, not trap, that's not the right word. There's, there's an emotional understanding that comes along with being male, and that is the fact that you'll get up and get along with it, right, and, and get on with it. And you don't need to be propped up. You don't need to be asked whether you're okay. Um, that, that's the way I look at it. And, and I think there's, there's a lot to the back end of that. And I think 
now we're starting to see that change in the the younger group of society. I firmly believe that, you know, we're seeing a lot more fluidity in terms of how people are allowed to react uh, or interact with their emotions. But if you go back, you know, to my generation and then to my father's generation, I mean, he's harder again. I've never seen my father cry. He didn't cry at his own father's funeral. You know, that's the, the, that change in in mentality around emotion is happening slowly and i think that's the the key driver behind it is that we're very bad at giving compliments but we're even worse at receiving them no i agree 100 percent. i'm actually terrible at receiving compliments myself but i like yourself you know I, i'm 50 years old i grew up at a time where if you you know you, you fell down you scraped you scraped your knee you rub dirt on it and get back in the game kind of thing yep. and yep. It, I, I noticed it not too long ago i did a uh, an interview myself with a another friend of ours who's got a podcast billy Presida, and billy's a younger guy billy's 28 29 something like that 30s my age just 30 now and uh, he was, it, you know, prior to us sitting down, I didn't know this. It was afterwards when we had this conversation and Brenda was in the room. He was very nervous about talking to me. He was unsure that I was going to be open with him and, and answer his questions honestly and openly. He, he wasn't confident that I was going to be, uh, you know, the kind of guest he was hoping for because I would be just too tight lipped. Receptive. Uh, yeah, not receptive at all to his questions and those kinds of things. And no question about it. You know, my generation, same way. Most of all, uh, most folks wouldn't be uh, super chatty about the, you know, the questions he was asking me for sure. But certainly I, I have seen the same as you. Guys have a difficult time building each other up and we certainly need to do better at it, particularly in this space where everybody could use a, you know, pat on the back. Yes, absolutely. My turn? Yes, your turn. (laughs) Sorry, Kate. No, no, no dramas. I think it's actually what Daryl, I actually really agree with what Daryl said. And uh, if he didn't bring it up, I probably would have. But my my next thing is in in a similar vein, and it's about acceptance. And I don't mean acceptance from the outside world looking in. I mean acceptance um, within our own, um, within our own community. And and I've been on record a number of times saying this, especially on the um, multi-amory podcast. You know, I said, about uh, not throwing glass, uh, not throwing stones in glass houses. And what I mean by that is the fact that we need to be aware that everybody's journey is different, everybody's lifestyle approach is different, and, and not pointing the fingers on it. And, and I always relate this back to the fact that, you know, sometimes uh, a guy, say a guy will give a girl, another girl, another lady a compliment. And just because he's giving her a compliment about her, how, how beautiful her ass is, for example, doesn't mean my ass is not beautiful. Doesn't mean, you know, and so that I think a lot of the times when we point these fingers, it's about, well, you know, the way that you approach the lifestyle as a hot wife and couple is, is wrong. Um, the fact, you know, you should be doing it the way we are. And, and, and I think that the, one of the things that we do need to do is just accept the fact that everybody approaches it super different and, and just listen to them, listen to their journey, um, you know, be happy for their journey, be happy for them, have compersion for their journey and not necessarily um, tell them that they're wrong or point the fingers. And, you know, you do see a lot of this in, in physical forms you too. You know, I see a lot of uh, stuff out there uh, talking about uh, BBWs, for example, and they'll have a go at, you know, oh, um, men don't like um, oh, dogs eat bones or things like that, you know, so, and and it just, it hurts everybody's feelings. And I think the best way to go about this is to just approach everybody, accept everybody. Doesn't mean they're less than because they're not doing the journey the way that you're doing the journey. And, and I think that's one of the things I'd really like to see changed. Yeah. Just because it's something's your positive doesn't make it my negative necessarily. Correct. Well, and yeah, also it, that there are good fits for everyone in the lifestyle. I think that's, uh, you know, along with acceptance is knowing that there is a place for everyone here mm-hmm. and there are good matches for everyone here and within the lifestyle community, just because you may not be a great match for us or, you know, whatever does yeah. not mean um, that we can't coexist and, and be positive forces for each other. Yeah. Just because exactly. we're not a match necessarily, you know, physically necessarily, it doesn't mean we're not going to get along as people. 
Uh, yeah. You know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, some of our closest friends are folks that we have never played with. We've never seen naked. We just enjoy their company. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've even seen people, um, you know, looking at some a girl who's maybe doing like uh, airtight, for example. And, you know, you've seen other people react to that and going, oh, I don't know about her. And it's like, fuck, man, she, she's living her best life. Just let her be. You know, don't don't point your fingers yeah. at her. Congratulate her yeah, for it's, knowing what it's she It's really wants. hilarious when somebody slut shames somebody else in the lifestyle. I really enjoy that. And, yeah. and I have actually heard yeah. that on my dad. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, you know, she had five guys last night. And I'm like, uh, yeah. So yeah. what's your point? <laughs> Good for yeah. her. It sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I that, totally celebrate it. that. Exactly. It's like, well, she had five, she had 500. It's entirely up to her. It's her, it's her vagina and her body and her choice. Let her make the choice right. or him make the choice that he wants. So not only just acknowledging the fact that not everybody's going to be everybody's cup of tea, but not getting butthurt about it as well. Like walking away and going, that's cool. They're not interested in me. They don't want to be friends with me, whatever it is. Um, and, and walking away and then finding people who match your tribe. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't have to like everybody. It's fine. D- don't get aggressive. Don't get angry. Accept it realize the fact that you're probably better off for it because now you're going to be with a group of people that better match what you're looking for and, and have compersion for everybody, the fact that they know what they're looking for. Especially yeah, if somebody's been pol- polite in the way, that, you know, that there are times where we all have to say no thank you, you know, and that's how it should be. It should be no thank you. So, yeah, I think it's important that we we understand that when we hear no thank you, um, uh, that that might mean that that person's just not a good, foot, a good fit for us. So hopefully there's somebody else out there that is, that is and there always is. Yeah, just celebrate each other's journey. It's really all you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well summed up, sir. I mean, it took 45 <laughs> minutes for you to sum that up in three words. Thank you yeah, very I, much. I, I'm sorry, I'm just not that fast. I probably should have been able to do that 40 minutes ago, but <laughs> it just cut out all fun. the just cut out all the rest of the conversation and just keep those yeah. last those last few it words. Have, it wouldn't have made for a great uh, podcast. Interview with Kate and Daryl, and it's just Brian with three words at the end. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we have thoroughly enjoyed this chat with you guys. We appreciate your time and energy here with us today. Uh, appreciate your perspectives on the lifestyle. I think that we have, you know, a lot of positivity ahead of for all of us, content creators and and lifestylers in general. And I personally am very excited about that. And I appreciate you guys uh, sharing some of that with us as well. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate you taking your time uh, from all the way out there in Singapore. Tell us where uh, everybody can find you. Yep, you can catch us on swingingdownunder.com. You'll be able to find a podcast there, our blog, our newsletter, and all the links to various sites that that we're a part of. Even my email address, which will allow you to send your hate mail if you have yeah. any problems. Actually, you'll also you'll also be able to find a resources page on our website, which does list other resources. I do have to get my ass into gear and further update that particular list, um, but that's a that's a good way that we try to do our best with showcasing some of the diversity because you know one voice is not necessarily the the be all and end all and we do our best to try and showcase that a little bit. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for all you do and have a fantastic, uh, well, morning for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks guys. again, guys. Thank you the same on your end as well. Uh, I know um, you guys have uh, uh, been turning out some really good content, so uh, we're enjoying it when I can get to it. That's that's the honesty of it. We've, I won't so hold, it, I won't hold it against you. you got to disconnect halfway through, Daryl. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, the, those people know who they are because I've told them more than once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you and have a good one. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you very much.
So we wanted to give another huge thank you to Kate and Daryl for speaking with us, taking time out of their days to uh, to communicate with us about the lifestyle scene right now and kind of our thoughts on it. Uh, I think it's a conversation that, of course, over the you know 45 minutes we talked to them, we could have talked to them about this for eight hours and wouldn't have covered everything. No, certainly not. And we and actually with the 45 minutes of conversation that we had during the interview was only a, a portion of how much we actually talked to them. We unfortunately made them late for another interview because we all were just talking and really enjoying, I think, each other's company. And again, yeah, thank you very much to them because obviously the time difference between us and Singapore, quite a large gap, and it was very early in the morning for them. Uh, so we really appreciate them taking their time out. And I just really enjoyed you know, speaking with them. They're, they're great people. Yeah. We are also going to put out a bonus episode where we talk to them about single men and some of the things that couples can potentially do. You know, we give we give the single guys a hard time a lot on the show. And we thought we'd kind of take, you know, take a different spin on it and look at it from the perspective of what as couples can we do to be potentially better ambassadors to single men in the lifestyle. So that will be coming out at some point. We're really excited for that. We'll let you know when it uh, is going to hit. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really opened up uh, a nice an interesting uh, dialogue between all of us about what we can do as couples who are uh, you know, couples who entertain single men and you know what we can do to welcome them kind of into the space and, and help them get into the space yeah absolutely so guys we had another huge patreon explosion and we want to give a big thank you we're actually uh, we have some big plans for our patreon community just in terms of you know during this time providing more digital communication uh, making sure that we're giving as much of ourselves to our Patreon community as we can because they've done so much for us. So we'll you'll see a lot more of that fun stuff coming down the pipeline if you're in our Patreon community already. If you're not and you want to join the fun, you can head to patreon.com slash swingers and get started today. And we want to give a very big thank you to our newest members, Dan, Teresa, Jason and Jamie, George, Ferdinand, Money Pit Racing, Hot Wife at 41, Cat, Scarlet Wings 84, and Mike. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. Uh, I will also say the Telegram group during this time with, you know, I mean, we've been stressed. I'm not, uh, we're not alone in that. I'm sure everyone's stressed right now. And it's been so nice to jump in there and just kind of be fun and silly and throw, you know, booty pics up there and talk about fucking recipes or whatever. It's just a really great place to escape the craziness if only for a few minutes. So um, thank you to those of you who participate there with us. Yeah, for sure. And again, we had a great, kind of live uh, chat session with some folks this morning from our Patreon group and Telegram group. Uh, it was really just a very comfortable, cool way to connect with some people. And uh, we just enjoy it so much. It's really kind of the best part of what we're doing Yeah, for me. Absolutely. So we'll hope you we'll hope to see you on Patreon. And we also hope to see you on our social media accounts. If you're not already following us, we have accounts on Twitter and Instagram. And our handle is FP Swingers on both. So please make sure you jump over there and check us out. We share some really fun shit over there as well. If you have not already left us a review, please consider doing so. Apple Podcasts allows you to leave a review, uh, as does Stitcher. And then you can also subscribe to the show on pretty much any platform that you're listening to right now, which is cool because then you are the first ones to know when new episodes hit. And that's going to be important with our bonus episodes coming up because our schedule will change a tiny bit. Yeah, it's going to increase. Well, there'll still be our Monday afternoon episode like normal, but we're going to add some more content probably on Thursdays uh, in the afternoon as well 
to uh, offer some more information to you folks because we just got we just got so motivated to do so much more because of uh, some of this extra time that we have, and so we're going to throw it out there at you. Absolutely. Is there anything else you think we should talk about this week? No, I think we're all done with the negativity. So let's just keep it positive and keep it fun. And uh, come on and check us out and we'll we'll keep it interesting for you. Yeah. Naughty is what he's saying. Mostly Brian. All right. Everyone have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. If you're anything like us, when we first started swinging, we really had no idea where to begin. And it can be really intimidating. And we have a great recommendation for you, which is to join Cassidy.com. Cassidy is a huge online platform that includes so many sexy swingers in your area, plus lots of local events to keep you up to date on all things lifestyle. And if you join Cassidy, you can find our community, Front Porch Swingers, and keep up with everything we are doing as well. So make sure you check out Cassidy.com today. Day.